Good afternoon. I know that um, the topic on everybody's mind is coronavirus. And um, we're taking a, taking a break this, this afternoon just to, you know, quickly give a response to that. Um, I mean, we would have Pastor Rob preaching here this afternoon, but, um, you know, he's getting a well-needed, much-needed rest and much-needed, um, I don't know what to call it, forced now. Well, Pastor Rob, hey, uh, if you're listening to this, get well, get well soon, get real, real quickly, all right? Now, there are many and wide-ranging reactions to the now deadly serious global pandemic, you know, from spoof videos of coughing bank robberies to conspiracy theories warning us that a privileged few are using this to eliminate many and take over the world. I mean, let's not forget the, um, the now trending predictions of authors who told you this would happen at least 30 years ago. At this stage of the pandemic in the UK, the worry, the anxiety that people have is similar to the kind that Jesus describes in one of his many sermons, you know. At first, talking about reaction still, there was stigma, discrimination experienced by certain people of certain geographic regions. And now, the discrimination is possibly quite personal. I mean, you just sneeze or cough, <laughs> and you get the looks. <laughs> I mean, you hope that you get help rather than resentment. So now we must take proper care that there is no decline in people's mental health. Even if anecdotally, people worrying about what to wear, would we need extra PJs because of the sweat? What to eat? I mean, you can't get staples or cereals to buy these days if you, if you, if you wake up too late in the morning. Um, and the, you know, conspiracy theories as well. They're out there due to the freeness of the internet and social media. They're not helping. So and this can be easily a very stressful time in many different ways. So um, without belaboring the uh, introduction of this, let's pray and let's consider a few positive reactions that we can take towards this global pandemic, especially as we seem to be moving very, or be, being drawn very close to the epicenter of it right now. I mean, we, we, we might want to take the constellation that, okay, we're not part of mainland Europe, there's an island, but there's still air travel, and it's moving from person to person. So let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you. Um, we really find ourselves faced with the reality that you have made known from the beginning, from the foundations of the earth, how mortal we are. But praise your name. That's not the end of the story. 
you hold out hope. You hold out eternal life. And you show us how dear we are to you. Even so valuable that you send your only begotten son. Like we're saying last week, you pulled out heaven's checkbook and tore the only leaf, your only begotten son, and paid the ransom for us. Lord, encourage our hearts even in this word this afternoon, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. So I was saying earlier on, you know, the kind of worry is such that Jesus describes in one of his sermons. That's why I tell you not to worry about everyday life. Whether you have enough food and drink or enough clothes to wear. Isn't life more than food and your body more than clothing? Humor me for a bit. Look outside. Look at the birds. I can see some pigeons over there. They don't plant or harvest or store food in barns. I've said this many times before. They don't go to Costco. <laughs> they ain't got loyalty cards for macro. But your heavenly father feeds them. And aren't you far more valuable to him than they are. Can all your worries add a single moment to your life? And why worry about your clothing? Look at the lilies of the field. And if God cares so wonderfully for wildflowers, wildflowers that are here today and thrown into the fire tomorrow, he will certainly care for you. Why do you have so little faith? This is Jesus as recorded in Matthew chapter 6, uh, I picked a sprinkle of verses from between 25 to 34. 31, so don't worry about these things. Saying, what will we eat? What will we drink? What will we wear? <sighs> don't worry about tomorrow. You say, these things dominate the thoughts of unbelievers but your heavenly father already knows all your needs seek the kingdom of God above all else and live righteously and he will give you everything you need you can caption this if you like how do we live with COVID-19 how do we live with COVID-19? You see, these reactions that we're seeing publicly now, they easily confuse two certainties that we already know about as believers. I mean, whilst the announcement were going on, I had to pop out a few minutes. I heard Pastor Ephraim bellowing it out, and I came and stood at the back, and I thought, Pastor E, stop, 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 you're stealing my thunder. <laughs> The certainties that we already know about are, I know the Americans will say death and taxes, <laughs> but seriously speaking, death and eternal life. Jesus, I mean, uh, the, the writer of Hebrews says in Hebrews 9.27, and inasmuch as it is appointed for men to die once, it is appointed for men to die once. After this comes judgment. So, here's a second certainty. 
Christ also, having been offered once to bear the sins of many, will appear a second time for salvation, and that without reference to sin, to those who eagerly await him. So, everyone dies. That's the first reality. First thing to note, everybody dies. It's not belittling the seriousness of this. I mean, just imagine, what would we do if, if this were the times of the bubonic plague? From where we get famous nursery rhymes, ring a ring a roses, a pocket full of roses, a tissue, a tissue, we all fall down. That was basically just depicting what was actually happening. If you were sneezing back then, you were more or less dead. Was it the First World War, Second World War? People died of wars, millions. I don't know if there's anybody of Jewish origin here. If you were in mainland Europe during the Second World War or First World War, you more or less, you could easily just consider yourself dead. Because Germany occupied lots of mainland Europe and we're just marching those people to death. All that to say, the certainty of death, albeit some of the many ways that, that people die are unpleasant and um, unwelcome. But death generally is unwelcome, but it, it's a certainty. God has made things this way. Agree? He said, as soon as sin entered into the world, he already pronounced it before it even entered in. For, the, for in the day you eat of this fruit, you will surely die. Sin entered the world that way. And boy, does everybody die. One way or the other. I hope we don't take this as personal comment or personal view of what the reality is that we're facing. This is just the word of God. It's there in scripture. But that's not the end of it. That's not the end of it. Um, in the same place we, we see and we read about Christ coming again to bring salvation to those who eagerly await for him who will wait his return. Now, this is a special place for those who believe. Um, <clears throat> it's, it's interesting to know that God who pronounced death for the world also is the one who holds the hope of eternal life. God, in his grace, allows everyone to live, everyone to have life. As we know it, humanly speaking, where does that end? It still ends in death. But God also holds out hope. That's the Christian's advantage. That's the believer's privilege. That's the believer's hope, even in times like this. Not encouraging? <laughs> Listen. It's God's will, it was God's will, or rather against the, the will of creation 
Because hearing that doesn't sound like something we need to cheer about or you know, just jump up and, as if you know, we're Man U fans and he just scored a goal. It's not, it's not that exciting. Because, <laughs> because humanly speaking, life as we know it is day-to-day. I get what I want to eat. I get my food. I get my nice job. I get promotion. I get this, that, the other in this world. But against the will of creation, God subjected it all to God's curse. But also the same God gives hope to the world in Christ. Where is our confidence today? Unless we don't accept that God knows what God's talking about or God doesn't know what God's doing. Or perhaps we feel maybe we humans don't deserve to die and God ought to make an exception in our case. Yes, we do feel so at times. (laughs) This indeed is good news. Again, I say the good news is that the same God who subjected creation to the curse of death also holds the hope of eternal life to everyone, to mankind. So, Considering these things, um, let's note a few positive responses we can take or positive actions we can take in response to this coronavirus disease as it is properly called, coronavirus disease 2019, as it's properly called. First and foremost, and I think I've already drawn that line of distinction, rejoice in the Lord. Take delight in the fact that you have a hope of eternal life in Jesus Christ if you're a believer. Death is not the end of our existence. Death is not the end of the believer's life. Do you hope, do you already place a hope or have placed trust in Jesus Christ for eternal life? Have you never faced up to the reality of death such as we are faced with now? with this coronavirus disease. I hold out hope to you in Christ. I hold out hope of eternal life in Jesus. This is God's offer. It is real. It is true. It is valid. It is valuable. God paid an immense price that we may have eternal life. Secondly, Um, don't worry about anything I mean this is again the word of God to us let me read a passage of scripture and then I'll just talk us through it for the rest of the points Philippians 4 verses 4 to 9 Paul's letter to the Philippians reads from verse 4 to 9 always be full of joy in the Lord Again, that's talking about rejoicing in the Lord. Let everyone see that you're considerate in all you do. Remember, the Lord is coming soon. These are not things that are just said for the sake of saying it or because it sounds poetic. Remember, the Lord is coming soon. That's a reality that we can look forward to and hope for. Uh, Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. 
Tell God what you need and thank him for all he's done. Then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. And now, dear brothers and sisters, one final thing. Fix your thoughts on what is true, what is honorable, what is right, what is pure, what is lovely, what is admirable. Think about those, these things, uh, things that are excellent and worthy of praise. Keep putting into practice and leave out verse 9. Let's walk through that quickly. Practical actions we could take. First, rejoice in the Lord. Second, don't worry about anything. Rather, pray instead. Pray about everything. Tell him what you need. Tell God what you need and thank him for all of all he has done. We're going to take some time to pray um, before we close the service today. I mean, we don't claim to be experts in um, healthcare. We don't claim to be experts in managing this virus. In fact, if, if anyone claims to be an expert nowadays, you need to be really careful because a lot about this virus is not known. It's a new coronavirus. Um, but we also need to pray. Talking about praying, for those who are responding at the forefront of responding to this virus, those who are experimenting with the virus in labs quite dangerously, at their own risk, healthcare professionals who are at the front line, people hope to, to, for people to come out and test you and test them if you have just symptoms that appear like you've got the virus. We need to pray for those people and pray for God to give them wisdom. We'll pray about that. Um, but we also need to think about what's true going on to practical steps now. Rejoice in the Lord. Don't worry about anything but pray. But some other practical things. Think about what's true. What's true about this coronavirus disease, 2019? You've probably heard or read a lot about it. It's a new coronavirus. Coronaviruses have been around for a while. In things that cause the common cold, we've heard of SARS before, um, you know, the severe acute respiratory syndrome. We've heard about that. And this one is new just because um, it's never been seen in, in humans before. It's spread from person to person, mainly through droplets. I'm not sure if Pastor E said this during, during the announcements. Um, and those droplets are produced when an infected person speaks, coughs, or even sneezes. <laughs> The droplets can land in, in the mouths or noses uh, from, from people who are nearby. The droplets are, they, again, here's something that's true about it. They're too heavy, those droplets, to remain airborne. And they can only travel about one meter, and then they land on surfaces. Okay. This is the reason why person-to-person -person spread is happening mainly between close contacts. The exact time that the virus can survive on surfaces is not yet known. So, it's wise to clean surfaces regularly. 
particularly in, in, near those who've been affected with coronavirus disease 2019. Um, hands touch many surfaces which can be contaminated with the virus. So you should therefore avoid touching your eyes, nose, or mouth, since contaminated hands can transfer the virus. These are things that are true about that virus, all right? Think about those things. Um, when coughing or sneezing, cover your mouth and nose. We've heard these things before, right? Catch it, bin it, kill it with the bend of your elbow. The most effective way to prevent the spread of the virus is to clean your hands frequently. My hands are so, they're feeling so dry now from, 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 from all the hand washing. Like, okay, wash and lubricate, maybe. <laughs> but wash your hands frequently with an alcohol-based hand rub or soap and water. This will eliminate the virus if it's on your hands. Still talking about what is true. How much time do you spend watching or downloading videos and WhatsApp messages from COVID-19 experts? experts. If those experts cause you stress or anxiety or you find yourself passing on lots of misinformation and anxiety to others with the preface forwarded as received, uh, uh, it's about time to leave that. I mean, you, you, can, you know you can set limits on how much time you spend opening WhatsApp, Twitter, Instagram feeds, and this has been around since regulators became concerned about the impact, the adverse impact on mental health that these devices can have on individuals. So let's take, those, take, take such practical steps. Limit the time you spend just passing on these things, you know. Um, <clears throat> think about what's honorable. Many of us work in public services. We've not yet been told to stay at home. You may be asked to serve longer hours and by doing so make more contact with the general public. Obviously, it heightens the fear of contracting this disease. I mean, the advice I've already shared earlier just now about the washing hands and all that is still well worth applying. Protect yourself physically. You know, still keep doing things you normally do while taking extra care. What's right? Think about what's right as well. Talking about practically what's right here, here at Ecclesia, we, we plan to continue, I believe Pastor Ephraim mentioned this, we plan to continue running our food distribution service. And at this time, it's more so crucial, especially for the vulnerable in society, those who, who have need. Um, and in these days of crazy panic buying, um, can you do a Costco, Poundland, Iceland, or macro run for non-perishables? Toilet roll is a very good one. Um, other non-perishables, beans, cereals, just staple things. If you can, please do and deliver here on Tuesday evenings or even on Sundays. Can you drive to one or two local homes to drop off parcels of food to those who are housebound and can't come in or won't come in because they're in a vulnerable age group? because we have a quite a few elderly people who live not too far from here. Uh, it may cross our minds. I'm, I just, I'm, I'm just anticipating that it will, it will cross our minds come Tuesday. Oh, where's this lady? She hasn't come today. I know where she lives. 
if you're available to help, please just let Mark McDonald know. Yeah, let Mark know your availability. How about what's pure? Think about what's pure. Let's minimize any poor prevention strategies. You know, there's all kinds of talk about washing, gargling with whiskey and cloves and, <laughs> and all kinds of things, or even substances. You know, such strategies will only leave us in denial because, I mean, what they say? Who wants to forget about his worries and, and concerns? Just drink yourself silly. <laughs> but those things will not help. They may help in the short run, <laughs> but in the long run, um, they have adverse health effects. You know, if you find yourself stressed out and, already, and you already have such poor strategies, such poor coping strategies, you know, there's public services available the community me mental health team, if you don't know where they are, just look it up online and pop in or give them a call and have a conversation with someone. Or if you're, if, I mean, even if you have people around you, your support network, people who you normally talk to, and this thing's just stressful, give somebody a call, pick up the phone and talk. Okay? What's admirable? Share stories of how people are actually supporting one another through this time. You know, we may just be judgmental thinking that, oh, those crazy people who are fighting in Aldi aisles and, and Costco and loading cars full of tissue. You, you know, these guys may actually be buying these things for people who need them, who can't go out. So let's, let's take care that we don't just don't, you know, don't think the worst, but, but really think about what's excellent, what's admirable, what's true, what's lovely, what's pure as we face these realities. Um, now, just as I bring this to a close, I said we'll pray earlier on. <laughs> Interestingly, I, I found this, actually somebody sent me this prayer. Uh, it's a simple prayer, but I, I, I think it is worthy of repeating uh, with a few amendments, just as I bring us to a close. And then Pastor um, Ephraim mentioned there's going to be a time where we want to pray even after this. So, listen to this prayer. Um, this, this is the benefit of having audiovisuals. I've had us do it together. Listen to this prayer. It's, they called it the coronavirus prayer. <laughs> but it's worth repeating with a few minutes. You may have had it already on WhatsApp. But pray along with me. Lord Jesus Christ. You, you traveled. No, I don't, I don't mean repeat. <laughs> you, you traveled through towns and villages curing every disease and illness. At your command, the sick were made well. Come to our aid now in the midst of this global spread of coronavirus disease 2019, that we may experience your healing grace. Heal those who are sick with the virus. May they regain their strength and health, whether through medical care and at your hand. Heal us from our fear, which prevents nations from working together and neighbors from helping one another. Heal us from our pride, 
which makes us claim invulnerability to a disease that knows no borders. Lord Jesus Christ, healer of all, stay by our side in this time of uncertainty and sorrow. Be with those who have been bereaved by the virus. Comfort them with the, etern with the hope of eternal life that you give to those who await your return. Be with the families of those who are sick or have died as they worry and grieve. Defend them from illness and despair. May they know your peace. Be with the doctors, nurses, researchers, and all medical professionals who seek to heal and help those affected and who put themselves at risk in the process. Be with all those who continually serve providing all manner of goods and services, bus drivers, Uber drivers, teachers, people at the checkouts, to the general public to keep society going with a degree of normalcy. May they know your protection and your peace. Be with the leaders of all nations. Give them the foresight to act with charity and true concern for the well-being of the people they are meant to serve. Give them the wisdom to invest in long-term solutions that would help prepare for or prevent future outbreaks. May they know your peace as they work together to achieve it on earth. Whether we are home or abroad, surrounded by many people suffering from this illness or only a few, Lord Jesus Christ, stay with us as we endure and mourn persist and prepare in place of our anxiety give us your peace lord jesus christ heal us we pray in your name amen amen thank you brother b um, extremely practical, um, encouraging, and Christ-glorifying. I'm going to ask the team to come up, um, and let's just take some time to pray during this season of trial. Um, let's stand. Really, we recognize that our ways are not the Lord's ways. The Lord's ways are not our ways. Our thoughts are not his thoughts. His thoughts are not our thoughts. But actually, his are much higher than ours. In a way that we can't tap in. We can't tune in. We don't have the receiver. We don't have the capability apart from he reveal himself to us. And so there are certain things that we would question, Lord, why would you let this happen? Why would you work in this way? And yet we have to trust what he has revealed, even though we can't see what he hasn't revealed. We trust that he's good. We trust that he's working all things together for his glory and our good, as those who love God and are called according to his purpose. Amen? And so... As Pastor B said, you know what? Um, these things will happen and people will face death. But nonetheless, God is still God. 
and to be glorified. And so as we pray, we're ultimately praying that the Lord's will and purpose in this will be done. We're not even trying to twist God's arm to do what we want. Just make everything all right. Just make my family all right. Just, we can pray those things, recognizing that we are submitting our request to God. We are not demanding or commanding him to do anything because he is sovereign over all. Amen? And so, um, let's just glorify him first and foremost for his greatness and for his goodness. He is not just great, but he is good. And that makes all the difference. He's not just a tyrant, just tyrannizing the world at his pleasure. But he is good. God is good. Even in the face of COVID and uncertain times. covenant is eternal and he is faithful to keep join us next time for more of God's truth to transform your reality